Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Claire Bake! Pouty it like me now, maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon, fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! I'm Lindsay Stidham. We want to be better feminists, damn it. Yeah, we do. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Being a human is tough and, and being, being a feminist, feminist is, is complicated. complicated. <laughs> but our best resource is each other. So let's get talking. It's almost fucking Valentine's Day, so we're doing an episode on love. Love. And I'm back in the studio for the first time in what feels like forever because I've been yeah. sick. I'm so glad you're here. I know. I'm happy to Having be back. Having you call in is de- fucking depressing. Yeah, I was really out of it last week <laughs> on last week's episode. I listened to it and I was like, ooh, Angela is and then I entered, NyQuil. Like, I entered other women's wombs without you, basically, essentially, when the Wamarium yeah. came and took over this yeah. booth and you weren't here. I know. It was I weird. Out. I really missed out. <laughs> you missed out Damn. on the like mood lighting. I know. Shout out to the WOM. Shout out to the WOM. That show is so good. Yeah, their show was incredible and I believe they'll be resurrecting it so we'll keep you abreast. We'll keep you posted. Go back and listen to the episode with the ladies of the WOM if you want to hear about how they created Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear, uh, which is a very feminist, artistic uh, expression piece. I yeah, don't even like know what to call part it. Part art installation, part improv, part stand-up. They called it a happening. Happening, yeah. They created a happening. It, we got hit by babies. It was amazing. Don't give out I don't want to give out anything else. But, but it was just like you have to go dope. to it. I we'll loved tell it. You I laughed what happens and cried. Yeah, I laughed and cried. It was yeah, amazing. It was great. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was so good. Um, So that was a good talk. I mean, should we just dig into this? Yeah, or let's should we just do any more check it, right checking in. in? All right, cool. We have Rebecca Lee up here. Yay! She's back for round two. Yeah, couldn't she, get enough. We couldn't didn't get scare enough. her away uh, from the clam bag. Never. I love any platform. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel special. So do we. Great. Yeah. And great. You'll remember Rebecca from uh, our episode with Rebecca and her partner. Partner in dating coaching, That's right. Asia Wax, yes, who were right. on almost a year. You were on toward the beginning, yeah, oh right? My God. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. Um, <laughs> before we knew what we were doing, thanks. For uh, we knew what you we guys were doing. Knew. Although it is great to see you both like in front of me as like badass Frasers, like just like going at it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Boom, I was boom. not in the studio last time, so I didn't get to see. Oh, you. That's, that's right. why you were you called us from New York City. Yeah. That's so. That yeah. is right. Yeah, we've done like 50 of these. Yeah. I know, I yeah. love it. It's insanity. Um, well, I mean, we're we're here to talk about dating again and like mm-hmm. so much has changed politically and culturally yes. since then or Absolutely. I don't know if anything has really changed but so much more has been uh, exposed. Yeah. That's how I, this is, I you guys I just came from therapy too. Oh. So I <laughs> Well, uh, Clams, if you needed a little refresher, Rebecca Lieb is a comedian, a TV writer, a dating coach. You're also an actor, right? I, I do a little. I do stand up. I do a little, a little bit of acting. A little bit of acting. Um, yeah. So, um, and she's very funny on and a podcast host. Yes, yes, yes. I mm-hmm. have one too. It's 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 very much in the spirit of your podcast. Love it about women in power. It's called Boss Bitch. You can find it on iTunes. Yeah, um, hell yeah. That. We'll we'll link it in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I have a show that's out on Investigation Discovery that I worked on. Called oh, James Patterson's Murders Forever. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh my god, I love all these things. Um, so guys, it's our first Valentine's Day post Harvey Weinstein takedown. Happy Valentine's Day to us. Yeah. Which feels yes. like kind of insanity. <laughs> it's like a whole new Valentine's Day, no, really. It is. Um, but we're going to give you our question because we don't know if we used to ask this question last time you were on. No, Are we you, did. But did I, we? I have a new spin on it. How about? Please. Oh, okay. How has or has your idea of what feminism means to you changed in the past year? Um, it has changed a lot. I feel like it is. I just read this great article on the New York Times about anger and feeling angry and how it is not a privilege to be angry. It's an obligation versus it being it, 
The article basically basically was like this woman who who felt like she's like I, I never got angry. I forgot who the author was. Um, but then she kind of realized that she was angry. It was just more of a pl- privilege to not be angry than it was to be angry. And so a couple of incidences in her life kind of evoked anger. Um, and it was a lot about that. So I think in terms of feminism, I think it's really important to, A, of all, call yourself a feminist, hands down, start using the word in a way that, like, isn't scary. You know, like, I think just using it, just... Uh, having it be an expectation, kind of like giving head. It's like, eh, you can't date someone who doesn't give, go down on you, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> so, like, it's, it needs to just be baseline. It needs to be a fucking baseline thing. Um, it can't be scary anymore. And I think being more outspoken, like like your podcast, like our the way we write and the way we perform and the way we criticize art and the way we make art, it all has to be really active and charged with it. I think, again, yeah. I think I always considered myself a feminist, a really strong woman, Um I think my definition of strong was a little bit narrower now too because I think you can get really angry and sad and hurt and express those feelings um, without having to seem weak. Um, I did little air quotes, um, but you guys get it. So, um, I think we all have an, an obligation to be more active in what femini- feminism is and educate people um, more than ever, I think, because guys are freaked out or defensive. Uh, all the shit, it's like, you know, a closet. Like, shit gets really messy before it gets clean. Yeah. We're still in the mess. We're in, for the, sure. we're in like, it. deep in it. <laughs> yeah. Deep in the mess. Totally. Um, I love that. Answer that. I love that. That's Yeah. Thing. No, that, that was, was a great. great. Answer. Um, and you're now back, speaking of being deep in it, you're back deep in and coaching ladies on internet dating. I am. I am. I'm really deep in it. And my anger day-to-day really feeds into it. <laughs> Tell, what does that mean? Talk about that. Um, I get angry at the guys. I know a lot of people, and myself included, like there are a lot of men out there. And I think, again, the cluelessness of it really irks me. And a lot of – I've never been this way before, but even in my own dating experience, I my impulse is to like educate, which, again – not the context, really. Like, really, I just need to create boundaries. And I think for the people that I coach, creating boundaries is really important. It's not your job in this context to educate men about what they are, what their, you know, online dating persona is or how they um, put themselves out there. So I think um, kind of taking care of yourself has been a, a big skew in specifically with online dating and with women right now. Just not take care of yourself, first and foremost, like we'll get to them. We'll get. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. And we're gonna start educating them. But really, this is not like the context to do that. I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you're on a date with them, then I think like if they bring up like I have been on a couple dates about people who talked about Aziz Ansari. Right. And I'm like, you want to get into it? I'll get into it. Yeah. Is yeah. this how you want our first date to go? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've also seen so many men put the tagline now like looking for a feminist strong mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. And like I don't know if they're just trying to like hit those tag words to fuck with the algorithm and end up in your matches, or if they mean it. Ooh, um, I hope they mean it. But again, I think the definition, and this is getting real deep because I just came from therapy, of what strong is is different in a lot of different contexts. And I think strong, like when we think about like strong female protagonist, when we have our Netflix algorithm, you know, it's like right. it's strong means so many different things. It doesn't have to mean like a fucking woman who like takes no shit, like, scales mountain. You know, it can mean, like, a woman who's, like, been through a lot and, like, knows how to communicate. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. And someone who, like, expresses their feelings in small and subtle ways. Like, that's also strength. Did you um, see that uh, Shonda Rhimes tweet? I'm going to pull ooh, it up. It yes, was please. so good. I was like, yes. Was yeah. at the end of the strong? Yeah, okay. she was like, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I want to find it. Let's see. She's like... You like don't call women. I saw. I saw yeah, don't call about. women strong. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as a weak woman. Yeah, we're half the population. We're not like a, a TV trend. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like what I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what it says. Okay. Entertainment industry. Time to stop using the phrase smart strong women and strong female leads. There are no dumb weak women. A smart strong woman is just a woman. Also, women is not a TV trend. <laughs> we're half the planet. <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck yes, lady. Yes. You are killing it. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And it's so hard to wrap for guys to wrap their head around this trend because, again, we all took for granted this patriarchal view of of sociology and humanity and and things are changing. But I think when guys put feminist in, like, again, we should take it, we should all be feminists. Like, but I think even at least them mentioning that, like, guys mention fucking, they're like, I love CrossFit. 
I love my tattoos, my dog, like food is fun. You know, at least at least they're mentioning, at least they're going out of their way, which I don't know, it's again. It's like for me, but maybe it's because it's in my algorithm mm-hmm. that because like I pimp this podcast everywhere, including in my dating profile. Uh, yeah. So it says I host a feminist podcast because uh-huh. I it, it's a good way to also like weed people out. Mm-hmm. So if a guy has feminist written in their profile, it's like catnip for me. I almost always right swipe them. Yeah. But I've only been on one day ever where I felt like a man was like actively a feminist and he yeah. maybe could like use that label I like it that's why I'm like it feels tricky when they put that on their profile I know and I hate feels to like, be, a like give them a bone you know like, <laughs> at least they're prioritizing that in like so many guys prioritize like the stupidest fucking things on those things like one guy I was just looking today where he was like I'm not a model so don't even ask I have no interest in modeling like, he put that in his <laughs> in his blur what? like that's first of all defensive as fuck and like Fucking pump the brakes in your ego, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to date you? Like, yeah, you sound like a real fun. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Could we get stunted drinks over awkward conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. My yeah. favorite pastime yeah. slash date. So I think, and again, even in my own interactions with my family and male friends, I think that overall. The, the men in my life are really trying to understand and negotiate a lot of really complicated feelings around it. So I think saying that you're a feminist is a good start. I mean, it's not ideal because, again, we should all be that. And it should be like – like people don't say not a racist in their profile. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like we assume that's true. Yeah. You know? It's definitely a good start. But like – P.S. Straight men, I know like a lot of very bizarre facts mm-hmm. about um, dating profiles right now, <laughs> but like P.S. Straight men looking for a straight woman, the number one word straight men use on OkCupid is the word pizza. So oh, yeah. you're probably not messing with the algorithm that much by using the word feminist, I yeah. don't think. But like if you got pizza in there, you're probably a straight man. Yeah, but <laughs> I love, I love the idea of men being like, and this is all dating. It's like, what are things that will please the opposite sex so I can get their attention so I can eventually go out with them? If they think feminism is a word that's going to please a woman to take her out, great. I'd rather that than, like, like my my doctor, you know, like my doctorate or it's something. It's better than like being, like, I'm well endowed. House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it feels a little bit more, again, it's still, like, we're still, like, good job, guys. Yeah. Okay. Which, like, makes me angry. But I have to remember that it's, like, small increments of change. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think overall dating attitudes have changed in the wake of Me Too? We're still, like, P.S., the, the Harvey story just broke, like, in October of last I know. year. It feels like so much time has It feels like a whole new world, but it's not. No, it's very – it was not that long ago. Although, again, I think that that speaks to how much we think about it and how much change. Like, it feels like a long time because we've had so many things come up and we've had so many topics, topics of conversation and, and engaging on all these different levels. So I think it's good that it feels that way because we're, we're getting someplace, I think. Um, but yes, absolutely. In the age, I think when I talk to men about dating, and again, a lot of men in my life, they are afraid. I think they are walking on eggshells a little bit. And I'd rather have that than them be like fucking angry and like, what yeah. is this shit? But again, it's a misguided feeling because yeah. dating and flirting, and I think uh, Kate, the comedian Kate Willett did a really like wonderful post about this, uh, where it's like, Dating and flirting, you shouldn't be afraid of that because if what you're thinking of those things are not what you should be afraid of. Dating and flirting are about a give and a take. It's about listening to someone. It's about interacting with someone. It's not like putting your shit on them, you know? Right. So like it's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah. It's communication. It's in verbal and nonverbal communication. So if you're reading the signs in both those things, you're gonna be okay if you're a good person and, and again want to respect the boundaries of the other person you know both genders I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think when people are like oh I'm so afraid to hit on someone at a bar like what like am I going to just be called out for harassment no you're not <laughs> harassing anybody like you're not if you read the sign like nobody and this is another thing that's hard for guys to wrap their head, heads around being falsely accused of things and how psychologically it's like it is so shameful and humiliating to step forward and say that something has happened to you Women aren't just, like, fucking calling shit out. Like, I think it's very, very hard for guys to understand the socialization around women and, yeah. and that. And yeah. We're, I think we're getting there, but it's, like, again, it's, like, you have to keep reinforcing these ideas and trying to understand the 
psychology around both genders in this specific place and time. Yeah, totally. Totally. That fear is, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been in a relationship for over five years, and when Sai and I were talking about the Aziz Ansari thing, um, because I'm much more sexually aggressive than he is, like mm-hmm. I pursued him really hard, okay. and um, he would probably just like sit at home and be alone forever if if a woman or a man or anyone didn't like actively pursue him. He's just yeah. like introverted or whatever. Um, and he's like, I I was more like, not defend defending Aziz, but I kind of I understood. Um, I understood that side of it a tiny bit more. Interesting. Not that I defend, like, I, yeah. like there was coercion, and we can get into it. There was coercion, and I, I have really complicated feelings surrounding it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've, like, looked back at my past and been like, I wonder if there have been instances where I've ignored signals. Like, where I've been drunk and ignored body language. You know, and I have the advantage in this case of being a woman. Yeah. I'm not physically scary. Men aren't socialized to be afraid of me. Yeah. And if someone doesn't want to make out with me, they'll just, like, shut it down and walk away. You totally. know? And, like, usually... Yeah. You're not going to gen- corner someone in a dark alley and they're going to be like, shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I'm not the penetrator. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless we're getting really freaky, which takes a lot of communication. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but he was like, look, if a woman or if anyone was ever like, I want to slow things down, mm-hmm. my dick is not involved in the rest of the night, ever. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the end. That, like, yeah. sh- like, shut it down. There's no conversation past that point about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's like, there's just no no way in my mind I would ever try and move anything forward sexually. Yeah. Yeah, Until like, she... put the ball back yeah. in their court. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Was... calibrating, because if someone, yeah, if someone is, like, pumped the brakes, again, either side, I think, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, we're having some miscommunication, so I have to be extra, extra, extra careful about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just had a conversation with a guy friend, too, about the Aziz thing, and he was like, um, he said he had no sympathy for him. He's like, anytime I've been with a woman... That is super clear. Mm-hmm. He's like, you are an asshole if you don't That's what pay that, attention to signals. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one hundred percent in the wrong, and this this is gross. Yeah, and yeah. I, I get it too because, uh, like, oh god, I just honestly I flash back to college because I think a lot of this happened. Like, I went to a huge Big Ten party school. Like, I'm sure this happened like on the reg. Like all this stuff of like mixed signals. Like women again, women. And I think this is something that men have to understand. Women are socialized to not make conflict and to be, we are socialized from a very young age to please men. Yeah. Like we really are. It is a struggle against that to have our voices be heard and to feel like we're not always subject to like the gaze of men or the socioeconomic comparison. Like it is so hard for men to get that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think Aziz Ansari, just look at the facts too. Like she is a 22 year old photographer. He's a 36 year old mega star yeah Yeah. look at that first like the power dynamics are already like not in her favor yeah you know like and it's even hard and god this is i say this with dating coaching too it is really hard when you like someone to say no to them Mm -hmm. too yeah that gets even more complicated so again think about someone who has a crush on on you have a crush on this like mega star he wants to see you you hang out you have like a pretty good time and it's like okay he wants to take you home to his apartment you're like yeah it doesn't go well, you think maybe it'll go better or like I don't want to believe this person is doing these things or yeah. being aggressive. Yeah. You don't you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. The whole I mean we're gonna get we have some questions about this article mm-hmm. coming up, but like that whole article just in general makes me just like sad in 360 degrees like everything about it makes me upset on like both sides. It just makes me upset about society as a whole, I think. Yeah. Which is like really a bummer. It is. But I think, like, that's why I honestly, like, the day it came out, I was like, I don't know if this was necessary. And then 24 hours later, I was like, this is 100% necessary because this is getting into conversations we should have been having the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't been having it all, yeah. I don't think. I think this is all very productive. Yeah. Every conversation yeah. about this is, is really bringing productive. us closer to, like, real social equity. And I think it's, like, proof, too, because you hear mostly men being like, well, these 
witch hunters oh can God. tell the difference if between uses the word witch rape again, or, you know, yeah, I know. I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. And, and this is evidence that, yes, we do know the difference between mm-hmm. rape and, like, an unsolicited hand on our back. Yeah. yeah we're grown-ass, yeah. like, people with fucking brains. Exactly. We know the difference, and that's why we're having this really complex conversation. It's like every time someone talks about the Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. thing, I feel like I learn something new, or I think about it from a different perspective, and mm-hmm. I think that's really good. I think Absolutely. it's ultimately good, Absolutely. too. Absolutely, and I hate yeah. that we're, like, creating this, like, obviously, yeah, we know that rape is worse than someone touching us, like, or whatever, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, you know, be aggressive. Like, that's not, but they're both not good. They're not welcome. Like, why can't we just call out things that make us uncomfortable in general. Why do we have to like start having this complex system of like what we deserve to have called out versus what we don't, which is just such such a fucked up way of looking yeah. at things. Yeah. And I started thinking a lot too about how fucked up American culture is that mm-hmm. we don't talk about sex, especially women. We don't yes. talk about what we want in sex. We don't enter oh sex God. looking for pleasure and mm-hmm. for enjoyment. And if we just talked about this, ideally a 22-year-old woman, you know, if, if fingers get shoved in her mouth and she doesn't like it, she goes, oh, actually, I'm not into this. Here's mm-hmm. what I do like. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, totally. You yeah. know, and he... Yeah. Maybe be like, nah, or maybe be like, yeah, or maybe he'd be a jackass, but it, at least that gives the Yeah, the woman conversation something. has started. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, we also don't know what we like, yeah, so, till so much later than men, because again, it's totally not taboo for a guy to like masturbate or like, you know, whatever. Like, just, And it's also like an external organ versus an internal. Right. So it's a little bit different. But uh, like, we have orgasm, our first orgasm so much later than men. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy. And so we start, like, the learning curve is just. It's just totally different than men. Um, so we're already at a disadvantage, too, about knowing our bodies and ourselves because we were never taught that that was okay. It was always kind of, like, a mystery and, like, a little bit scary because, again, it wasn't, like, this, like, it wasn't cool to talk about. Like, guys talk about their dicks all the time. I mean, I come from, like, a huge family of dudes. So, like, <laughs> it was just me. But, like, it wasn't, like, it was, like, not cool to talk about that. I mean, not that you would talk about that with your family, but, like, the culture of, of male sexuality obviously is so much more acceptable. Yeah. In fact, every it's still this way because every time like somebody figures out the pun of our podcast mm-hmm. that clams pun for vagina, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh!" Yeah, people are like, "What?" And then they're like, like a fun "That's sensible. so funny. That's brilliant." And I'm like, is it that funny? Yeah. I mean, is it? It's just like, yeah, we just wanted to, you know, have our yeah. title not get us flagged on iTunes. I know. I've been there like, was, uh. um, yeah, even though we're we're explicit. Every time I like see every yeah. time I like see our mm-hmm. podcast uploaded to iTunes, iTunes more explicit. I'm like, yeah, we uh, are. Yeah. Mm, right. I'm so curious, what have your Aziz Ansari date conversations been like? Um, I mean, mostly guys that ha- had bring it up have, you know, like, are generally in alignment with my yeah. idea. So, like, I, I, again, I think if they are aware of it and mm-hmm. they have opinions about it and they bring it up on a first date, they, like, they're pretty confident that, like, we're going to be on the same page. But it's still a really heavy conversation. So I yeah. think a lot of guys are like, what do you think about that? Which is great. Um, but also, like, what does it mean as a comedian? Like, how do you feel about it? I think it's usually, like, couched in a, a comedy conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's still pretty, like, pretty brave to bring up, I think. Especially yeah. if they know a little bit about me and, like, my own comedy and the podcast that I have and just anything about me. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what were your reactions to it? I'm so curious. Um, I was, I mean, I, I think I was, like, we can talk about, I, I think I'm always, like, we can talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like, are you sure? Are you sure Here's you the last there. exit before yeah. you, we can't turn around. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I talk about, you know, in general, like these conversations being important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think that he was in the wrong. I think it's hard to read signals. But again, if even if you are not sure what happened based in that article, you can, she verbalized how she felt. He kept going. Power structures like if you just look at things that create uh, harassment, that create uh, oppression, like all those mm-hmm. things are there. So eh. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think guys generally are like they want to listen, but I don't think they. Again, I just don't think that they know how deep it goes. And sometimes I relate it back to my own experience mm-hmm. too, which is like, oh, yeah. So I yeah. think that that's kind of. I think we should. We should all really. If we're talking to men about this, we should incorporate our own experience because it humanizes it so much more yeah guys still think that not every woman has had an experience like this so crazy to me Mm -hmm. you have to relate it's like it's the same i keep 
I feel like it's such a comparison. Comparison. That's <laughs> um, a comparison to racism too, where yeah. it's like humanizing, which is so fucked that we have to humanize women again. Right the greater portion of the population. <laughs> but I think humanizing it and being like, I've been through this, I am your daughter, I'm your sister, I'm your friend, like I am also a part of this and you care about me. I know that because we're having a conversation about this. Right. I don't know. And it's it's uncomfortable too. Like I had a conversation with my brother about like something that awful that happened to me and it was like really uncomfortable and made me very feel very vulnerable. But again, I think it's really important to, mm-hmm. to show people that we all have these this trauma, yeah, like, mm-hmm. almost like built into our yeah. our gender, right? Mm-hmm. I really love this little excerpt from the cat person okay. um, yeah. essay in the New York Times that I feel like really encapsulates a lot of things that I've experienced, like in sexual situations. Mm-hmm. Um, She writes, but the thought of what it would take to stop what she had set in motion was overwhelming. It would require an amount of tact and gentleness that she felt was impossible to summon. It wasn't that she was scared he would try to force her to do something against her will, but that insisting that they stop now after everything she'd done to push this forward would make her seem spoiled and capricious, as if she'd ordered something at a restaurant and then, once the food had arrived, had changed her mind and sent it back. Mm-hmm. Which is like... Yeah, we can send out the, I know. the food. We can do it. Like we I can, know. Yeah, we're allowed. But yeah. I totally understand <laughs> being is. like, I'm going to seem like a bitch if I don't yeah. go along with this. So I guess I'll just endure it. Exactly. It is easier to do that. It's, and again, it speaks to how men are socialized and women. And it's just like this shitty... Like yeah, a mixture of both of those things, co- yeah, not mixture, like colliding essentially. But it also makes me really sad because if I was a dude or a woman myself, mm-hmm. and I, someone I was with was having this experience internally and didn't mm-hmm. express it, and I would hate that they were going through that. Yeah, I would much rather not have sex yeah. than have sex with someone totally. who's enduring it. And I think a lot of men that I've talked to are would also feel mortified if they knew yeah. that any woman was thinking that while they were engaging in sexual activity with them. Yeah. But it's it's just it's again it's it's reading the signs yeah. and really it's women being feeling more comfortable to talk about things and knowing themselves and again that starts so young and yeah. then men too reading the signs and being comfortable to talk about the, mm-hmm. all these things start they're so systemic yeah like they start so young yeah Ugh, I want to have a nonprofit where like I go in like art education you know because yeah. like schools can't afford anything yeah where it's like you go and you just like it's basic like uh, gender studies. Yeah. 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 Really There's, um, I heard an NPR report and I wish I could remember specifically like what high school this is or wh- even like what city, but I'm an NPR junkie, so I hear so many stories. But uh, I just heard a coach interviewed who decided to take upon discussion of consent with his basketball players himself Whoa. because the school didn't have it. Wow. And it was so rad and so awesome and the boys were so receptive to it and talked about how they already have put it into action to calling out other guys when they're doing things that's that are true. like not okay, which and that's is like part of it too. It's mm-hmm. just like when uh, you know, like men and women are alone calling out shit. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like again, we all have to be watching out for all of each other. Totally. And like this absolutely should be, and it absolutely should be built into school curriculum and it's insanity that it's It's not not like my sex education class in high school, and I was lucky I had one because I know many people don't, Mm -hmm. consisted of looking up pictures of venereal diseases. And that was was (laughs) literally the whole class. That was it. And it was one time ever. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole class. And granted, I went to like a great performing arts high school where there were condoms at the guidance counselor's office. Awesome. So I know I was like lucky where I went to high school, and that still was our entire sexual education class, which is insanity. And I went to a great high school. So, like, God bless all you teachers who are taking upon yourself to like start these conversations because. It, that's where it's got to start, and yeah. it's probably got to start when you're like 12. No, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I think even like the rever- the reverberation of this stuff is gonna like trickle down, reverb, uh, whatever. Mixing metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think people, kids are gonna hear about this more and more, and it's going to start changing the way that they think about things. But again, it could be way more direct. We could just yeah. have a sociologist come in, a, a teacher, a nurse, like whomever, you know, and and really just talk it out. Totally. So what would you like to see change about the way we date in America? Oh, man, right now? Um, Hmm. I think uh, the 
way that we change dating. I think we need to, again, I think approach it really honestly, um, really, God, I just had a giant fight with my brother about me being judgmental. So I think I'm thinking about that in the back of my head too, where it's like we, I don't know, I think we need to like get past the initial meeting stages and all of the app stuff and connect to each other. Um, I would like to see more of that and less of like, I think we're also like kind of battling media right now too and Mm -hmm. oversaturation of like different forms of media. Um, So I think even in a simple way, like just not having your phone out during a day, like, you know, like just having a conversation, uh, getting the attention of someone for an hour over a drink. I think that's something that we can strive for and is totally doable and will help us connect with people on a, on a better level than we are now. Not that we're not already doing that, but I think we can do it more. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first question from your, your dating workshop questionnaire? Oh, what is the first question? Do you have it? <laughs> um, it has something to do with, uh, like, knowing yourself. Isn't oh. it? Like, what do you value in yourself? Oh, yeah. We, we have a lot of questions like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is about valuing. The first question is, yeah, I think, what do you value most about yourself? I think there's five slots for answers. Um, and we ask that because you're not going to do well at dating if you don't value yourself and you don't you don't come from a place of confidence. First of all, with creating boundaries with creeps and losers, but also with, like, making sure that you are having a good time while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be – if you – it's like you could go on the same – Two women go the same five dates, and if one of them is confident and, like, kind of has low expectations, kind of curious, and the other one is just, like, bogged down, like, over dating, like, feels shitty about herself, they could be the same guys. They're going to have completely different experiences with that. Totally. So I think it's really important to kind of, like, get yourself to a place. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. Like, it's still a process. But being in a place where you're at your, like, not, like, best self, but at a, at a, at a good good little plateau mm-hmm. so you can weather a lot of the bullshit because there's still a lot of bullshit and flaking and stuff especially in the initial stages of things yeah why do you think women almost never spend time to like write that down because i was um kind of shocked that people were like oh yeah i value this stuff in myself mm-hmm. your dating workshop it like made me really sad and really happy mm-hmm. that you like it reinforced that that's something you should take time to do yeah, well, I think we privilege negative stuff all the time, and we we think more about we put more energy into what is depleted in us or what we don't have. Um, so we have to remind ourselves, myself included. Again, just came from therapy, thinking <laughs> about all of it. <laughs> Yay! Um, I think we have to remind ourselves because we have to come from a place of power and confidence, and the only way to do that is to just keep being in touch with the things that we like about ourselves. Yeah, and even the things that we don't, but we're like making progress on and stuff that where it's like. Well, we may not be like, this isn't a big deal to me, but like someone looking in, it's a huge deal kind of a thing. So keeping in touch with the stuff that other people really like about us, that we really like about ourselves is so important. And having a a physical list to do it, it's like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I can look at the fucking list and literally say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Clams, take out a piece of paper right now. Yeah. Get it out. (laughs) Get out a pen and write down five things you value about yourself yeah. and then say them out loud. Do it now. I will know if you don't. <laughs> Everybody true, say Angela one right know. now. Ooh. I challenge. value my work ethic. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I value my uh, willing li- willingness to uh, try lots of stuff in the world. Yeah. I value my sense of humor. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love yeah. it. No, just put it up in your fucking bathroom mirror. Like every Do fucking it. day. Yeah. <sighs> We need it. We need this stuff. We do. We do. It was like very heartwarming to like watch women kind of like rediscover something about themselves by doing your workshop. And all women, like for me, looking at them all, I'm like, you guys are all amazing. Like, look at you. You came here on a Friday night. You look fucking fabulous. You're all funny and fun and smart and nice. Like, I see it. And I think it's hard for us to keep in touch with our own shit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How does it help? the dating experience to write down what you're looking for. Oh my God. Again, to hold yourself accountable for the stuff that is you like about yourself, but also the stuff that you won't budge on. I think there's always exceptions to the rule, but also I think I said this in the workshop too. It is once you start to like someone, it is so hard to not like erode. Like if it's not, like if you definitely don't want a smoker, 
like, and they smoke, and you're like, well, but I really like them. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, but you said that this is a deal breaker. So just saying. Yeah. Um, it also, I think, gets to like what you value too. I think I've done a couple where people, I said this also in the workshop, where people are like, I want someone who owns a home. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, what does that mean? Like, let's get even deeper than that. Like, what does that mean to you? Does that mean you want someone who makes a certain amount of money because they are stable, um, because they're established here, because they're not going to move? Like, what does that mean? Like, on a like a like a care like a deep level of like personal being kind of yeah right. because not that many people own homes in L A because yeah. it's tough uh, it's like a fairy tale like a, home. <laughs> it's like a fairy yeah. tale cool. I think I've dated two out of literally hundreds yeah. that have owned their own home mm-hmm. so you're gonna eliminate a big population yeah because yeah, <laughs> is it about money do you want someone who makes a lot of money because yeah. you value things yeah. which isn't necessarily a negative thing no let's or get to it though do yeah. you want someone who is reliable mm-hmm. and that's actually what you're looking for which doesn't always mean money yeah, exactly. you know yeah. and then you you're cutting yourself off from people that could potentially be totally i think a getting match for you getting as deep as you can and maybe it does mean you want someone with a house maybe yeah, it's fine. just that fine yeah. but like getting deeper that's what my parents want me to date <laughs> <Just putting it laughs> out there well, my mom is always houses they're getting older yeah, they want to know i'm gonna be, be okay. taken care of yeah. i'm gonna know? be okay i yeah. take good care of myself yeah <laughs> yeah but totally. it's like those mommies said Totally. My mom literally is like, it's just as easy to date somebody rich as <laughs> somebody poor. She mm-hmm. like literally says that. I'm like, yeah. oh, mom, you're like on a character on a television show. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, I think it's important to know your deal breakers. They can, again, they can change and they might change as you get older and value different things. But hold yourself accountable to it. It yeah. is once the fucking hormones start, once you're on like two dates with some dude and you find out like, God, he doesn't want to stay in L.A. And you do. Yeah. It's like, what What do you do? You know, like what? So if you keep in touch with those, you can create those boundaries and not get too sucked in. The shittiest relationships I know of people around me in my own life, it's just like they got sucked in really early and it wasn't ideal. And it was like, OK. And then they fell in love with the person. And then it was this complicated, like, maelstrom of issues. And I don't know. Once you create those boundaries early, you will not do that as much. You'll get into relationships that are healthy because you, you stop the ones that aren't early. Do you have any um, – a friend of mine just recently was talking about how she started using the rules. Oh. Do you have thoughts on the rules? I, I do. I mean – the somebody rules? in your dating workshop asked Aisha about this. Yeah. She, uh, I mean, I don't know if we should use names, but uh-huh. somebody asked Aisha about this exactly. Really? Yes. I wonder what Aisha said. Yeah. Uh, I assume we have similar. I think because I worked with a dating coach way back when um, who was fabulous. Uh, she doesn't do it anymore. But um, she was very into the rules. And I think the rules are great for – it was great for me because for me as like a serial monogamist, someone who has been – I've lived with five different guys. Like I've been – a lot of relationships over the years. Like – it was like, oh, I want to date. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean getting drunk and hooking up with someone and then they're my boyfriend, which is how it usually kind of went down? Mm-hmm. No, I want to date like an adult. So I think rules are a good place to start being like, okay, what is the adult vocabulary of things? Um, and I think it has a lot to do with biology too and the way we're still socialized um, to be pursued and the pursuant. I think there's a lot of st- uh, gender structures that are still in place that serve dating just in a dating level. I don't think they serve us <laughs> as a whole in humanity. Um, but I think for now in, in this context, it is interesting to think of things different way, a different way. So I think with the rules, it's good if you want to create like really strong boundaries, which I always am into. I think they're pretty strict in the, the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there can be some wiggle room, but I think it's something where it's like, if you've never dated like an adult before, try it out, mm-hmm. try it out, try these things out, see if they work for you. Right. You know? See how it feels to, like, really have someone be like, these are the structures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think the rules are disempowering at all? Because, like, I think, like, some feminists would be like, yeah, they'd be don't like, listen to that book. It's, like, putting you down almost in a way. Um, I mean, I, I haven't. This is a book I have not read, Full oh. Confession. I've never read the rules. Have you read uh, He's Just Not That Into You? I've seen the f- – Okay. Not good film. Oh, I didn't see the movie. Um, but they're similar. Like, they're similar. Yeah, films. I have seen the film. Okay. And and it's based on that book, correct? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it, it just depends. Like, again, feminism is about choice. It's about mm-hmm. freedom. Um, you can take what you want and, and leave what you don't want. Um, 
yeah, I think a lot of the things in the rules liken back to older gender mm-hmm. dynamics, um, which you can take or leave, but they still govern a lot of what we do. And again, we're talking specifically yeah. like in the petri dish of dating. Um, they still will govern dating success because we haven't been fully socialized to Let's change that. Give a, a couple mm-hmm. quick ones. I know that one is um, no sex until monogamy. Yes, exclusivity. Yeah. Um, another one is no plans for the weekend after Wednesday. I think. Yes, I think another one is um, like three days. Like you have to. Is it delay? Ah. Uh. Um, um, yeah, there's stuff like that. Or like, you know, like always have him contact you after the date kind of a thing. And right. again, I think there, there's more, in my opinion, there's more wiggle room. I think yeah. you should have sex when you're ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like, to wait till monogamy. <laughs> Could Woo! be a long time. Yeah. But for yeah. someone who's maybe unhappy with their previous ways of going about it and yeah. needs needs a little bit of a boundary for themselves totally. to protect yourself, mm-hmm. I think it's totally reasonable to say, this is what I want for me because I want to take care of my body. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm definitely one of those people who needed the rules and that kind of structure when I first started what I consider dating like an adult where it's like, mm-hmm. again, don't have sex. I'm like, and it never, I don't think like not having sex with someone changed anything for me. I think, I don't mm-hmm. think them pursuing, the only thing that changed was like all of the, like the shitty guys kind of fell away. Like it helped me a lot. So again, I think I again waiting till you're monogamous. Awesome. Um, if, if you need to do that, which again, in a lot of ways, I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't, I, it's hard for me to have sex early on cause I get very attached. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can really take those and experiment with it and see how it feels. Yeah. Try it on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any opinions on pay, paying for an app versus not paying for an app or a site? Yes. And I, I don't think I am in the popular, I think I'm not a big fan of paying for shit. Uh, I, I, I think like I, I got a membership to the league just from like some press membership or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't like elitist bullshit. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking like it. I'm sorry. Like I don't bumble as elite as I as, as yeah. elite as I get. <laughs> I think if you're on there because you're trying to meet people who went to a certain college or make a certain amount of money, like you're not the person that I'm interested in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all those things are fucking great. But if you're, if you're narrowing your pool to like and it's also like it's so white on there too like it's so fucking like whitewashed preppy then it's like eh. but but i get it too because tinder it's like anyone can go on there's no threshold but you i've met quality people along every platform so i think you'll find what you're looking for i just i don't want to have to pay for it i don't like i don't like that shit i'm not into it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so in your dating workshop, we went out into the wild to meet men. Mm-hmm. Um, the wild being bars. Yeah. Which like, bars, you guys. Yeah. Secret. Trade wild. secret. <laughs> the super, the oh, super wild. On a Friday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you can totally meet people mm-hmm. at bars. And I, and, and I don't expressly – I probably, to be totally honest, that might have been the first time I ever – I've only, like, I can count on, like, one hand. So the number of times that I have gone out trolling for men in mm-hmm. a bar, I think, like, three to five times in my whole life. Um, but, like, what bummed me out about that? Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to just ask you, like, how do we even get to the place that, like, that mere idea of that, which is, like, the oldest way to meet people probably in the world since mm-hmm. as long as alcohol has been invented – was so intimidating to women. And also men seemed very taken aback when we started mm-hmm. conversations with them, especially if they were in a group of their friends. So how the fuck did mm-hmm. we get here? And how do we work on just overcoming, just striking up a conversation with somebody? Um, great question. It, and, and I get into it too. But it's like anything else, it's a muscle when you work it more and more it gets easier and easier and I think also that's the thing about LA and New York is way different New York I think like people are like very happy to talk to each other in bars like mm-hmm. hey, like it's just a different culture people are out more to get like they're out more to meet people more and I think that's more acceptable versus LA I feel like again it's like yeah your own little like semi-circle of dudes like what a woman's coming up to talk to us <laughs> um, but even in the course of that evening I think people got more comfortable once yes. they realized that like oh the worst that can happen is like some guy walks away meh you know, so I would just practice and practice more. And I need to do that, too. I think I get into yeah. the groove, but it, it takes me a little push. Aisha, 
my my co my co-host is amazing at this. Yes. So she's my friend Jackie. Yeah. 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 I have this gift and I just consider it I was given this gift because I'm a writer, but like mm-hmm. especially in daylight hours, which is like where I'm probably hanging out more often than bars these days because mm-hmm. I like to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um People just talk to me. Like, people just talk to me. Hey. You just, got a friendly face. I know. Blessing I got anchors. a real friendly face. Last <laughs> time I was on a plane, man, this very young, this 25-year-old Marine was mm-hmm. just, he just couldn't stop talking Mama, to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. So I guess it does, it, it feels like funny and weird and shocking to me that some people are like, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> because people just love to talk to me. Yeah. Thanks for loving to talk to me, people. <laughs> the world <laughs> loves to talk to you. They do. They're going to tell me that their dog died at the line at the post office. Yeah. Like, it's just going to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, it's bummer. <laughs> um, but I think even giving yourself goals for, like, if you're shy and, like, you – and, again, Aisha and I are, are available for all kinds of workshops and things like yes. that. You can let us know. But uh, I think just being like, all right, this week – I'm going to initiate two conversations. They don't have to be romantic in nature. Just like I'm going to talk to a stranger and yeah. see how it feels. Yeah. And like yeah. I talk to the guy who makes me coffee in the morning. And like I think it gets easier and easier um, the more you do it. And you'll see results like pretty – it's like, again, after like a long spell of not dating and you're like, I'm going to go on a date now. Fuck. Like and it's so – nerve-wracking mm-hmm. you know but like when you've been in like five dates in like two weeks you're like oh yeah another date no problem you know like, yeah <laughs> totally mm. the world is your clam sorry i just like broke this necklace and i'm oh. trying to fix it <laughs> <laughs> um so it's almost valentine's day yeah it's almost valentine's day yeah, definitely yeah. my least favorite holiday just probably gonna no, say we that should, right Lindsay, now we should go out on valentine's day i have to work i told you oyster Ugh. proprietor i'll but i will be working slash having fun okay Come eat oysters with me. Anyone who lives in Los Angeles, come eat oysters <laughs> with me on Valentine's Day at the Arts District Brewing. I'm just throwing Sexy. that invite out Ooh. to anyone. Plus, oysters are supposedly supposed to raise your sex drive. So come if you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Come if you're not. I'll be there starting at 5 p.m. on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, Arts District Brewing. Anyway, that's my Valentine's Day. I just invited all of Los Angeles. But anyway, <laughs> normally I don't like Valentine's Day. Um uh-huh. Because it I, it feels like a crazy forced manufactured holiday. I think it can be a bummer for people in a relationship and single people. Yeah, like equal bummer. Yeah, it's yeah. like New Year's Eve. It's like oh god, so much pressure. Totally. So how do we stay positive on Valentine's Day? It's almost here. <laughs> hmm, I think doing something creative is always fun. Something that like you like. You know, the artist way is like take yourself out on a date. Yeah. But if you're in a relationship, go – is there something you've always been meaning to do with this person and you've kind of put it off? Like go do that. You know, yeah. I think like make it less about the holiday and more about an opportunity to like do something cool and fun and weird um, is really important. I, but also like or not or fucking be like, no, we're not celebrating Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day. We're going to pick an arbitrary day whenever – and yeah. it's going to be like our day and it's like an anniversary or like something. So it's like we don't have to like wait in some fucking – like a line to get somewhere or like try to make a reservation at some fucking corny restaurant um, or like get flower, you know, like when everyone's getting flowers, like make it, you can make it your own. You can make your own fucking holidays. Like we don't need Valentine's day. Yeah. As it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been really fun. I'm trying to think if we missed anything. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) I mean, I think like ladies should make this Valentine's Day about them because it's our first Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. in the era of Me Too, I would say. So, you know. I love it. I agree. Wait, I want to hear about. Do we have time? We don't, yeah, we have oh, time. I want to hear about like a dating story that you guys have had. We've talked oh, about like, my. Should we do like shit. worst or be- worst and best? Yeah. All right. My How worst is my worst got me hired, so I'll I'll <laughs> tell it. My worst is uh, I went on a date with a guy who definitely was living in his car, and that was like not evident until like the end of the date. So he was like, he was really hot in his pictures, and then I got there and he had a wandering eye. So mm. like. Tough strike one. Mm-hmm. Sorry that I'm like not into people with wandering eyes. I guess that makes <laughs> no, me kind of isolating. a dick, but you know, the wandering eye community. It was hard. <laughs> that was hard. Uh-huh. Then he was like, "This was also like in my." I have to preface this by saying, like, I had been in like a 
on and off like six, seven year relationship. And this was my very, like one of my very early dates in internet dating afterwards. So I didn't know that I could just leave, which I think is a great Mm. tip in yours that like, it is okay to just leave if you're not feeling it It is allowed. Absolutely. (laughs) But this was like very early for me. So I did not realize that. And I was younger and it was, I was not as empowered. So he is like uh, down in beers. Like he has like four to five beers in the time that I drink Mm. one beer. And then he somehow knows the waitress where we are. We're at Ye Rustic Inn, if you know mm-hmm. Los Angeles, which it's is like, like an interesting date. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting like a real date dive. choice. Yeah. yeah. It's like a dive, dive bar in Los Feliz. I, God bless that bar. I love it. But oh, like, me too. But I go there to get shit for Yeah. Nice. Like, not, yeah, it's not, <laughs> not for a date. Yeah, it's not like romantic. No. It's not like your first date. But um, oh, Best wings in town, though. Yeah. <laughs> and like great Bloody Marys and like God bless you, Rustic. Ooh. But like, <laughs> um, uh, so he knew the waitress and he was and so he like was like hey and she's like hey and she brought us free shots like on top oh of everything God. else oh, and like Jesus. I'm like a super lightweight in general so I was like I don't want to do this shot but I did it and then she, it's time to pay his credit card gets declined no. then he gives her another credit card gets declined then he gives her another credit card gets declined um, I don't pay for his beers like thank God I think I like I think I put in like enough money for my beer and then I'm just like trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. So ye rustic ha- and I and I drove. I had one drink kid five <laughs> or six. Oh my I don't God. know. And yeah. so we like walked to the parking lot because there's like no other way to like leave if you're both parked in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. And all his shit and his dog, his dog had been no. in the car the whole time we no. were on the date. Oh my God. The whole time. And then this is like my favorite part. Like that, like I was giving off zero signals that I was mm-hmm. into this. I was just like the whole time, like how do I leave? How do I leave? Because it's very early on in my dating life, so I yeah. didn't know I could say I have a comedy show or I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Totally allowed to leave, guys, mm-hmm. women, ladies, men, whatever. Yeah, again. Um, and so the very next day, he texted me and he's like, "That's pretty cool. When are we gonna hang out again?" <laughs> Oh my God. And like that's the type of person like you just can't even engage. Like I, I, I don't think I texted back, which to me I feel like is fa- is fair. Yeah, like probably now it. I would have been like, hey, I wasn't feeling it because again mm-hmm. I'm like more empowered and have more dating experience. But like that was just um, that was the worst. And I would say my good dates is um, I've completely rushed into things and uh, I'm trying. I'm working on that. <laughs> my, like, my like good <laughs> dates have been like you know like ten hours long, yeah. and uh, gotta like probably not do that on the first date anymore. Yeah, leave them one Lesson more. for myself. <laughs> Live and learn. <laughs> oh. um, Sinai's first date was at Disneyland. Oh, that's, wow, that's adorable. A it was cute. Yeah, that is well, a big commitment. Did you guys commitment. know each other before then? Yeah, we okay. were in a play together, and okay. we had been kind of like working up to it for yeah. a while. Okay. So it was like. I was com- I was making that happen. That's good. Can you imagine yeah. like a Tinder date who's like Mimi at Disney? <laughs> <laughs> if they were paying, I'd be like, okay, and then I'd be like, peace, bye. bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go on these rides. Yeah, I'm going to the bathroom. I mean, see you never. <laughs> see you never. Just like run away. That would be super intense though. If Tinder yeah. was like t- random. Rando Tinder was like Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> Amazing. That's adorable. Yeah. Was your worst date? Was that your best date? Probably. Yeah. That sounds like a great date. Especially yeah. Like a dude you're dating, you already know. It's like, it's kind of like you knew it was on. We knew it was on. Yeah. We knew it was on. Yeah. That's so yeah. cute, though. It was cute. It was really mm-hmm. cute. We like made out in the Cars Land uh, line. Aww. Held hands in Pirates of the Caribbean line. Aww. I love it. P.S. Men, holding hands is the best. Yeah, it's very And sweet. it like doesn't happen enough, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I love a yeah. handhold. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my worst date. My worst date was when I didn't realize it was a date. I, uh, I wrote this as one of my Me Too stories uh, because he was my boss, and yeah. I thought that we were going to talk about me doing like personal assistant work. I was his nanny, and uh, he was talking to me about how um, he could help me lose a bunch of weight so I could oh. work more as an actress, which mm. was really fun because yeah. I was super actively bulimic then. <laughs> oh, God. Um, really nice. Uh, then he wanted. Then he took me back to his apartment that I didn't want to go to and it tried to get me high uh, and then tried to make out with me even though I had talked about my boyfriend like a bunch. Oh my God. Not fun. Oh, yeah. I, I quit. I quit that job. Yeah, it's good. good. Yeah, good. Good thing again. Rebs, what's your best and worst? We haven't heard your best and worst though. Best and worst, dang yeah. God. Oh, okay. Um, I've had a lot of good and bad dates. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, one of my exes, our first date, and it was like already kind of on. He was a friend of mine. He was my brother's friend, actually. 
Um, it was like already kind of on. We went on this date to the Winchester Mansion. He lived in Oh, Oakland. awesome. Yeah, and it was just like making out in like corners yes. of the Winchester Mansion. There was like this really like disillusioned teen as our like as our tour guide. And so yeah. like they didn't really care. But we were just like this like weird romantic, like being in a different space, mm-hmm. like new, like energy around it. I remember that as being very fun. Yeah, that that's is a awesome. fun day. Yeah, that that's is a fun really day. Fun. And up my alley, if you know anything about me, too, because a lot yeah. of fucking weird history. Yes. Um, but the worst date, I mean, I've had a lot of bad, I went, I went into this date with this guy that was really high, that was like, he was like nagging me, and that sucked. Ugh. But actually, the worst date, and it wasn't even because this person was shitty, I've, I've had a lot of like weird, like, gross, like, are, is this a date, like, you're yeah. disgusting kind of a thing. Um, but the date that I talk about a lot in the workshops, too, is the date, I talk about it because it, it's my thing about never having dinner dates. Like, mm-hmm. do oh, not have a dinner date. Yeah. yeah. This guy seemed like nice enough, whatever. He insisted we go to dinner. And at that point, I was like, I don't really want to. But of course, I, you know, like, just uh, tuck it deep down, you know? Uh, you don't, your wants and needs don't matter. But, uh, um, but I was like, I'd never, like, done, like, a, you know, whatever. I had had boyfriends and we'd gone out to dinner, but I never did, like, a proper dinner date. Right. Um, so I was like, maybe it's no big deal. So we go to Masa, which is this deep dish pizza place. It takes forever. It's delicious, <laughs> yeah. but takes, oh I'm God. already like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. They're going to be stuck with that person. Yeah. Like, wait for At least guy. an hour. Yeah. Oh my God, at least. Yeah. So we got there, right? And it was like, I, right away I was like, oh, this guy's so boring. He sucks. Like he's uh, a bro. He insisted we get drinks no, and appetizers. No. It was like expensive. Yeah. But it was like a two and a half hour date. No. And I was like. And he wasn't a bad guy, but I was like, holy shit, like this uh This is my like, whole night. Uh-huh. And yeah. then the pizza gets there, it's like, thank fucking God. Yeah. But then it's like, you want dessert? Now we have to wait for the check. It's just like, that's your evening. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Sucks so, up the whole night. Yeah, it wasn't like awful, but I remember it as being a decision and comfortable and long. Just like never ending. Yeah, and lesson learned. Yeah. 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 My new favorite date, just to put it out there, is walking <laughs> yeah. with my dog around Echo Park Lake. Love it. Lowest commitment, possibly great big reward. Who mm. knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's my new favorite. You got to walk with me and my dog around the lake. I love that. I need to be, yeah. I need like one drink involved usually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to think you're really damn cute to even like do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm picky. You heard it here. I'm a picky jerk. What yeah. do I say? Um, And then like, I just have to say one more because it's almost Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants me me like they took the initiative to make me a picnic and go up to Griffith Park and like what a beautiful date and like also like what effort and there's so many amazing cheap things to do in Los Angeles and that was one of my favorite dates and we held hands like walking up to Griffith Park like good job guy that was we we were already like multiple dates in that like wasn't a first date or anything but still like I like awesome respected and appreciated that it was a very good date um, yeah. Oh, wait. I want to say one more thing to yeah. do to watch this too. If you have a crush on Valentine's Day, I I've had three different guys guys leave me mystery packages on Valentine's Day of like weird shit. <laughs> I remember like, one of these packages. Yeah, I think you were there for one of them at least. Um, but it's just like I was not dating these guys. They were what? not really actively in my life. It is the creepiest thing, you guys. We don't live in a rom com. Like it is creepy <laughs> as fuck. So, gentlemen, if you want to be romantic, just uh, be a human being. Be honest. Ask someone out. I'm going to, like, say, like, presents are okay, but, like, sign your name. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not in my, like, it's not, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> um, This That's has been so, so fun. I, I love talking yeah. about love. Oh, my God. One too. of my favorite all topics. Day, all night. Um, clams, thank you for being here, Rebecca. First of all, how do we find you in the world my of social media? <laughs> um, you can find me at Rebecca Lieb Comedy on Facebook or Rebecca Lieb. But uh, Instagram, Rebecca Lieb. Twitter, Rebecca Lieb. Easy Yay. to remember. L-E-I-B. Yeah. And listen to Boss Bitch. Yeah, listen is, to it too. So how do we find, I'm looking for the link right now. We find it. On iTunes. On it's, iTunes. Uh, B-O-S-S-B-X-T-C-H. That's what it iTunes is. Because iTunes is ornery. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, 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 bitch. I'll say yeah. it for you right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, this is so fun. Clams, thanks for listening. Real quick before number we one, go. We have a phone number, right? We have a hotline. We have a hotline. You can call us oh, fuck yeah. to talk, talk to, to the, the clam. clam whenever you want. Whenever you That's want, call awesome. us. Because you us can a message. leave us a voicemail at 
657-243-3789. That's 657-243-3789. So now you can like leave us a message with your voice that we might play on air instead of just sending us an Instagram message. Things you could so say. Exciting. What you liked about the episode. Questions you have about the episode. Questions yeah. for Aunt Barb. Uh Feminine products you want us to review. Reviews of feminine products that you You've like tried. and yeah. love or hate. A feminist triumph or folly you've experienced in your own life. We want to hear from you. We do this podcast from you. Every time we hear from you, we decide to keep doing this. Please call us at 657-243-3789. 657-243-3789. We love you, Clams. Bye. 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 How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake.